So this dude, I don't know whether he was trying to motivate me, inspire me, like bully me. He says, look, your problem, Grant, is that you want to be famous and you want to write books and you got all these, I think he called them illusions of grandeur. That's mm -hmm. what he called it. I'm like, bro, look, I'm leaving here. I ain't never coming back. And I am going to become someone. I went to the meetings, which really saved my life, going to meetings, having a meeting to go to in the morning, having one to go to at lunch, having one to go to at night, saved my life in the beginning because I had a place to go. I did two things every day. I went to meetings and I went to work. And that's it. That's all I did. I went to meeting and I went to work. I'm Doug Bopes, personal trainer, best-selling author, and entrepreneur, and I'm on a mission to help others become the best version of themselves. So I'd like to welcome you to the Adversity Advantage Podcast, where we will help you use obstacles, failures, and setbacks to give you that edge needed for success. I'll be interviewing people from all walks of life on how they overcame trials and turned them into triumphs. So please, sit back, relax, and get ready to be absolutely blown away by some of the wisdom and stories you're about to hear. Welcome back to another episode of the Adversity Advantage. I'm your host, Doug Bobst, and I am super pumped for today's episode, not only uh, because our guest today is Grant Cardone, but because I tried to take our conversation down a slightly different path and really get deep into Grant's story of overcoming addiction and how his transformation catapulted his success as an entrepreneur, as a real estate mogul, and someone who inspires millions upon millions of people every single day. And for those of you who aren't as familiar with Grant, he is a New York Times bestselling author of 11 books, including The 10X Rule and If You're Not First, You're Last. He is also a serial entrepreneur and owns and operates seven privately held companies and a private equity real estate firm, Cardone Capital, with a multifamily portfolio of assets worth over $2 billion. He is the top crowdfunder in the world, having raised over $500 million on social media. He was also named the number one marketer to watch in 2017 by Forbes magazine. And Grant uses his 15 million plus following to give back via his Grant Cardone Foundation, a nonprofit organization dedicated to mentoring underprivileged and troubled youth in financial literacy. And be on the lookout as well as he is starring in season two of the Discovery Channel's Undercover Billionaire, which premieres January 6th. And so today we get into Grant's story of overcoming addiction, how he dealt with people doubting him. We talk about how he got into his fitness routine and what that looks like and how people can deal with the comparison trap if they fall into it and so much more. And he will give incredible tips on how to overcome not only addiction, but any other setbacks and the value of owning your choices, taking responsibility and knowing that your identity can change and you also help you realize that you do not always have to be that victim that continues to mess up and you can be something great and experience massive success despite your past. So without further ado, let's welcome Grant Cardone to the Adversity Advantage podcast. Grant, man, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's truly a dream come true. Hey, thank you for asking me and thinking enough of me and getting yourself in a position in life where you can do this, man. Yeah, man. I mean, it's a bucket list thing for two reasons. Number one, it was funny, like a few months ago, I was writing down some 10x goals of mine. And I've done some speaking in the past and been sharing my story for a while. And one of them was to speak 
on stage at one of your conferences in some capacity. And it's funny that we're now doing this podcast together, been following you for years. And for people who ask me, like, who have been the most influential in my journey through recovery from addiction, business, it's definitely you. And that's one reason. Number two, because both of our stories and success stem from an immense amount of pain and hardship from the depths of this, of addiction. And everyone sees you today as Uncle G, Grant Cardone, you're the 10X man, you got the jet, the events with celebrities, you're a New York Times bestselling author, millions of followers, family man. But a lot of people don't know there's an incredible backstory. Overdose three times, you're in rehab, heavily addicted to drugs, kicked out of your house. And so my question is this, there are so many people right now that are addicted or experiencing some sort of incredible adversity or setback. And they're like, I'll never get to that place. But you were there, you're living proof. So what was Grant like back? I can't even imagine you back then. You think I was trouble or what? <laughs> I, I know your personality now and I can, I'm imagining you with being an addict and drugs. And I was like, God, this guy must've been a loose cannon. Uh, dude, it was like, I was a danger to myself, my family, my, my reputation, my name. Like it was not good. And anybody that's ever suffered with that, it's it's just a very, very painful. It's not just the drugs, it's how you feel about yourself mm. the day after the hour after, minutes after, in the beginning, like in the beginning, it's like, oh my God, I'm having so much fun. And then later, not long after, by the way, it's the degradation of self. And that is to me, the, the drugs are one thing. Anybody can get over the drug thing, anybody. Like I don't buy the disease thing that, hey, once a drug addict, always a drug addict. I'm not a drug addict anymore. And I know some people would challenge me on that and say, oh yeah, once forever. Dude, I'm never doing drugs again. They're not good for anybody. By the way, anybody can become an addict. You do drugs every day, you're going to become a drug addict. You drink alcohol every day, it's going to poison your organs and the organs will hold on and beg for more of that thing that you're giving it, whether it's sugar, drugs, alcohol, pornography, gambling, anything you do every day, you're going to get, there's nobody that, that is above or the addiction game. The issue for me was like, I went to treatment and they said, look, you're powerless. Your life's unmanageable. I'm like, yeah, my life's definitely unmanageable. But if I'm powerless, then how am I going to go create the rest of my life? Right. And that was the one thing I always struggled with. I'm like, hey, you just need to be grateful that you never use drugs again. I said, dude, I'll never be grateful if that's all I ever accomplish. Like if my only game would have been just to stay clean and sober for the rest of my life, I think I'd end up back on drugs again because I needed to replace that thing I was doing with a new thing that I wanted to do and that was good. And so my big problem in the beginning was really just boredom and a lack of direction and, and inspiration. And anybody, and anybody, I know you can relate to this. If you have something that is a big enough payoff that is some, not, not, not forever away, but you could actually see, hey, I could actually achieve this thing. You'll put off everything if that thing is big enough. Because if you ever had a drug problem, you know what I mean, dude. I mean, a drug addict can go get, he can get drugs without money. He can figure out where they are when they aren't anywhere. You could drop him off in a city where he can't speak the language and he can still find what he wants. Same thing about a gambler, Whatever the problem, the issue is, right? So I, I never dreamed I would be where I am today. I knew I was capable of more than I was doing. Certainly knew I was capable of more than being a, a druggie. But I had to quit that to find this. 
Yeah, I think you bring up uh, some amazing points. Number one, I agree with you 100%. Part of me is I don't believe I'm always going to be a drug addict. That was a part of my life, and I was dealing with some shit back then, and drugs were the solution to, to my problems. I was bullied in school. I was made fun of. My parents got divorced. I was unathletic. I was hyper insecure, and drugs was just the Band-Aid for that. And I think we have to make a choice when we stop using drugs. Like, all right, the drugs are gone. What are you going to replace it with? Right. right? Exactly. exactly. And, I, and I think once you get the ball going in that right direction, you build the confidence and the self-esteem that you're like, you know what? Like, this isn't so bad. Like, I'm actually getting better and doing some things that are unimaginable for me. So, like, for me, what started it was the moment I knew I was never going to touch drugs again when I was incarcerated and I could barely do a push-up. And then that with my cellmate helping me, I was able to do a set of 10 push-ups, run a mile. And by the time I left my 90 day sentence and I committed to myself, I was like, you know what? I'm never touching drugs again. Like I have found my, my mindset's changed. I'm pouring all this negative energy into something positive. The way I feel about myself has changed the way I'm carrying myself, all this stuff. But granted, there was a big part of me that quote unquote, didn't believe that because of my track record. I had 21 jobs by the time I was 20. I had tried to quit drugs tons of times. I had lost multiple friends to overdoses, drinking and driving. But I knew if I believed I was going to be an addict the rest of my life, that I would be an addict the rest of my life. Yeah. And I also knew that if I believed that I was going to experience success and I would beat the addiction, that it gave me a chance, right? So was there ever a specific moment in your life when you were like, do you, that you remember that you were absolutely positive that you would overcome the addiction and you're never going back? We will get you back to this episode of the Adversity Advantage in just one second. But first, wanted to give a quick shout out to Danette May and Earth Echo Foods. Danette was a past guest on the podcast and shared her incredible story and how it inspired her to create her products such as Cacao Bliss which I take every day, either in my coffee or in a smoothie. It starts with 100% organic cacao beans that are naturally kissed by the sun, maintaining its miraculous health benefits. Then it's blended with turmeric, MCT oil, coconut, Himalayan sea salt, cinnamon, and black pepper for the perfect blend to make you feel the best you ever have. The result? Fall in love with a truly decadent, healthy, guilt-free chocolate, removing your cravings, facilitating weight loss, boosting your energy, and reducing your inflammation with one simple drink. Not only that, it is friendly to keto, gluten-free, paleo, vegan, and vegetarian diets. So go to earthechofoods.com forward slash Doug Bobst. Again, earthechofoods.com forward slash Doug Bobst. Check it out for yourself and learn more about the amazing benefits of Cacao Bliss. And when you enter in the promo code Doug at checkout, you'll get 15% off. Now back to the show. No, I mean, it was getting the first, first seven days in, really. Like I just needed to get one day and then a second day and then a third day. And then when I left that treatment center, the, the counselor, Phil, I think his name was Phil, he said, oh, you're coming back for sure. I said, bro, is this your pep talk to everybody? Yeah, you know who like, I am? <laughs> well, I was nobody, right? I was nobody. Right. I mean, I was, I, I was who I am, right? I was. They said, Jesus, who are you? He says, I am. And I love that. I've held on to that my whole life. I am. Now I got to decide what I am, right? And so this dude was trying to like, I don't know whether he was trying to motivate me, inspire me, like bully me into things. He says, look, if you want, he's like, your problem, Grant, is that you want to be famous and you want to write books and you got all these, I think he called them illusions of grandeur. That's mm -hmm. what he called it. I'm like, bro, look, I'm leaving here. I ain't never coming back. And I am going to become someone. And uh, then you go, I went to the meetings 
which really saved my life going to meetings, having a meeting to go to in the morning, having one to go to at lunch, having one to go to at night, saved my life in the beginning because I had a place to go. I did two things every day. I went to meetings and I went to work and that's it. That's all I did. I went to meeting and I went to work. And at some point I quit going to the meetings, frankly, because I'm like, the people in the meetings aren't getting better. They figured out how not to use and they were satisfied with not using. I was never satisfied ever. Still today, I'm not satisfied. I'm grateful, but I ain't satisfied. And they were grateful and telling themselves they were satisfied. They weren't. I, how can you be satisfied when your car don't work? Your marriage is falling apart. Your kids hate your guts. Oh, I'm clean and sober one more day. Dude, you, you, you do stuff that doesn't make sense to anybody. The only thing you're not doing is not drinking and drugging. But the rest of your life is still drugging. And I, I just refuse to... to to be happy with just a cup of coffee and reliving the worst days of my life and said, Hey, I'm going to take the addiction. By the way, I think the addiction, anybody that's actually able to get through an addiction, if you can like really harness the energy and power around it, the ability to be obsessed with a target, the ability to get something, no matter how hard it is and no matter what the obstacles are, if you can convert that energy into something positive, you are an unstoppable threat for great things. Yeah, I, and I think the way you've taken, you know, the the pitfalls of your life and turned it into something amazing with the whole 10x thing, which I really didn't know until I started really digging deeper into your story. Like 10x, really, the whole mantra and mindset behind that was really to, at first, I think, to keep you busy because you knew that if you had time on your hands, you're going to get into trouble, and you're like, you know what, I need 10x how I spend my time. I need to 10X the people around me and making sure that they're elevating me or I'm going to end up back in that same rut. And I think you're right. When you can channel that addiction into the bad things you were doing and move the pendulum the other way, great things happen. Because let's face it, when you set and achieve a goal, the same feel-good feeling you get when you do drugs happens when you achieve a goal. When you're able to to do do those push-ups you couldn't do, when you're able to help those people that you couldn't help or you didn't think you could or write the book, it helps, helps you feel good. And it's funny. I think I saw a video you did when you actually like replayed, you were talking to this therapist or whoever it was, you're right by the jet. And he's like, yeah, I'm Grant Cardone. You're the guy that said I would never amount to nothing or something like that. And I just remember it, it hit me because when I was in jail, my dad and my brothers had come to visit me and I just started working out. And my dad was like, you're going to be an addict the rest of your life. You got to go to rehab. And I was just like, fuck rehab. I'm not going. I found fitness. I am never going to rehab. I'm never touching drugs again. He was like, and he just started yelling at me. I remember hanging up on him. I'm like, why is he, why are you yelling at me? I'm in jail. How much worse can it get? And I got, I remember going into my cellmate who was, who was training me. And I was like, let's freaking work out. And he's like, what's gotten into you? I'm like, I'm freaking mad. And it was from that moment that I was able to really like use the people that doubted me in my life and channel it into something good. Because I think a lot of times people, they have a lot of doubters in their life. They have people that say they're never going to succeed. And that can be a great tool in the moment to keep you going and kind of have that like told you so mentality. Do you have any of that after that? Yeah, sure. I mean, that the, look, the chip on the shoulder, the resentments, they're good if they don't eat you up. Yep. If they eat you up, uh, that's a problem. If they're going to consume you, that's a problem. I was doing an interview. I actually interviewed Sylvester Stallone on stage in San Francisco. And he told me that. He's like, look, you got to have an adversary. 
Mm. Like it's, you got to have that. He had Schwarzenegger, right? Yep. And, and that was his deal. Now they're great friends today. So the point of that story is, hey, you can resent, like I still use people today that counted me out. Look, in the beginning, they're going to ignore you. By the way, being ignored is way worse than being lambasted by somebody. <laughs> ignored is like, oh my God, I hate being ignored. People talk about the haters. I'm like, don't worry about the haters, dude. Worry about the people that don't even see you, that can't even acknowledge you. And so, because you're not doing anything and you're not doing anything enough to have anybody actually be annoyed by you, resist you, reject you, or say, no, you're wrong. You know, nobody should waste time on drugs. Nobody escapes them. There's no victory. I don't care who you are, where you are. They don't solve problems. Figure out how to have those experiences without being affected by something. I mean, that's my game. Look, I don't want to take something to feel something. I want to do something to feel something. I want to earn it, not have it done to me. And this is not a moral thing about drugs, by the way. You guys can do whatever you want. It's your call. Whatever people want to do, I'm fine with. I don't want something done to me. I want to do something that causes me to feel a way rather than having some substance make me feel. You know, you talked about the push-ups, right? Two years ago, I could not do a pull-up. I could probably do more pull-ups than anybody on here right now. I mean, I do prison pull-ups too, dude. I've never been in prison. <laughs> because I know this. If I can do one, I can do two. If I can do two, I can do three. If I can do three, I start getting into it. And I start getting results. And once you start getting results, everybody wants to feel that win that you talked about. So that's the thing about business, success, money, writing a book, filling up a stage. The 10X thing came for me really kind of late. I've been clean for 20 years. And the 10X rule didn't get me out of drug addiction. The 10X rule was really how to scale me so that I could become, like I could literally get off the hamster, off the grind if I chose to one day. And the 10X rule is basically a multiplier that says, hey, I don't have to depend on one of anything. I can get a lot of things going and help people reach out to a lot of people, not just drug addicts, not just maybe one group of people, but I can help a whole lot of other people that maybe don't have the drug problem, but that, that have a money problem or that have a physical, they're not taking care of themselves physically or they're not contributing back to society enough. I want to be able to help in all those arenas, not just a small group of people. Yeah. And I think the one thing that's very, like, it's very uh, obvious with your story is that you've taken your addictive personality and turned it into something positive and became addicted to personal growth. And it seems like it's helped you heal from addiction of, to drugs and alcohol and whatever else. And you've experienced a massive transformation that is, and you're now helping millions upon millions of people. And one of the things I wanted to ask you about is fitness. You talked a few years ago, you couldn't do a pull up. I heard you say on a podcast that you hit a point where you went to physical therapy, you were having to go to doctors because your, your body was breaking down. So what was going on with your body? How'd you get into fitness? And what do you do today to keep yourself in shape? Yeah. So I'm 62 years old. And for the last, maybe, I don't know, seven, six or seven, eight years, I've always been able to get away with like eating almost anything I wanted, pass by a gym. I, I seem to, you know, flex a little bit. Like physically, genetically, I've always been able to get away with stuff. 
But in the last seven or eight years, my body started hurting and I wasn't using it enough. My joints started hurting, knees, ankles, lower back had been hurting for years. I've done the massage, I've done rolfing, I've done acupuncture, I've done, like, dude, just you name it. And to try to get rid of pain, and I was going to see a, a PT, and, and they, three times a week, because I was hurting all the time. And then I realized, I'm like, dude, you just need to go to the gym every day, bro. They can't. Again, I went in, I laid down, they put electrodes on me, they rubbed on me, I had to do the work. You got to do the work. And now I literally have almost zero body pain. I have less body pain, physical pain today without any of the PTs, chiropractors, rolfers, masseuses, and acupuncture, none of it. And other than a right ankle that bothers me from time to time, the rest of my body's rocking really. I feel good 99% of the time. So, and the difference is I go to the gym and I get an hour in every day. I'm doing light weights, lots of reps. It's been a huge change for me. Yeah. And I hate it, by the way. I hate working out. Every time I go in there, I hate it. No, I mean, trust me. Most people that go to the gym every day, they don't do it because they love it. They do it because of how they feel when they're done. Yeah. And I think fitness is one of these funny things that if you don't do it, it makes your other areas of your life worse. It can, right? If you're achy and you can't walk or you're hobbling around, like your business will suffer, your relationships will suffer, or the way you feel about yourself suffers. But if you are consistent with it, man, it can literally 10x those other areas of your life because it's now like you're feeling good, you're looking good, you're moving better. And so last question for you is this. And I think so many people, they fall into this comparison trap, right? And when they're trying to transform themselves and they're comparing their chapter one or two to somebody else's chapter 50 and they get caught up in like where you are now or some of the other people that are in this space that have had massive success and they almost forget to focus on their journey. Like what, what advice do you have for anyone listening or even your own fans that fall into that trap? Yeah. So I, I look at Elon Musk and I'm like, man, dude, I look at Jeff Bezos. I'm like, oh my God, he's worth 148 billion. Not that money's everything, right? Or the measurement. I, I own a Gulfstream 550. I am going to pull up in an airport where there's going to be a plane bigger than me. And that's just the way it is. Like, I don't resent those guys. I'm inspired by them. Like, oh, wow, they thought different. They scaled their business differently. They went for a different kind of payout. I've made some really poor choices. And throughout my life, I've made choices that they made a different choice. And the guy that's driving an Uber today trying to figure out how to pay his bills, he made a different choice than I made. Some of these guys are a lot younger than I am. And they've done a thousand times more than I have. I just need to be happy with what I'm doing and not be satisfied with the potential to do more and help out more people. Yeah, you, you hit it spot on. I think if we're spending all of our time focusing on what everyone else is doing, we lose sight of where we are in our own journey. And just knowing that just because we're not there yet doesn't mean we won't get there and pissing and moaning about it and complaining about it is a surefire way to not get there, right? Not setting goals, yeah. feeling sorry for yourself, saying they got lucky. Like that's not gonna help your cause at all. So do the work. Be mindful of where you're at in your own story and just continue to get better every single day. So Grant, man, I know your time is extremely valuable and I just wanted to thank you for taking the time today to come on the show. And like I said at the beginning, it was literally a dream come true to be able to, to break bread with you, man, and, and talk to you and look forward to staying connected and following your journey, man, because I mean, you, you inspire the heck out of me. 
Yeah, Doug, thank you so much, buddy. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have a terminal to hit up against. And I really appreciate you resonating with my message and taking interest to share it with other people. Keep being great, bro. 10x everything in your life, and you're a blessed man. Just go out and prove it now. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. So for those listening, hopefully you got a ton out of this, this interview with Grant. He gave some incredible tips on how to bounce back, not only from addiction, but any kind of major setback. And the value of owning your choices, taking responsibility, and knowing that your identity can change. You don't always have to be that victim, that mess up, that addict. You can be something great and experience massive success. And um, we would love to hear your feedback. So all I ask is that you screenshot this episode, share it with your friends, tag Grant, tag myself with your biggest takeaway. And I'll be sure to pick up his books, which I will uh, tag in the show notes, as well as where you can find out more about Uh, Grant, if you want to start following him, which I'm sure you will. And again, last thing, as always, we love reviews. So if this episode touched your heart, please reach out, send me a DM, leave us a review and let us know what you thought. And I thank you once again for listening to this episode of the Adversity Advantage. I'm your host, Doug Bopes, and I'll see you next time. Be great, Doug.